second. One of those days. It's okay, it's Monday. But hey, if you're just joining us, possibly 60 degrees and sunny on Wednesday. If that doesn't brighten up your Monday, I got nothing for you. College team's going to be outside practicing. Yeah, they will. No. And it won't be a 40-mile-an-hour southwest wind. No, no. I will... um... I will have my first uh, swings of the clubs this week. See, I I'm asked. Looking, I'm looking forward to, depending on how warm it is today and tomorrow, okay. Uh, okay. Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to play nine. Oh, Nick, you got to go get nine in. So The gauntlet's been thrown down. Yeah. I, and if, if anybody you're, you're is, right, you're if right. anybody's today, opening up a golf course uh, this week just for a quick round. Let us know. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll pass it along. Hell yeah. Seriously, let us know. Today, tomorrow, you're right. It's key because you, you're starting to see a, a bunch of places, a lot of green being shown, but uh, you need some serious melting today and tomorrow. Yeah. You Enjoy your car that. washes, guys. Everybody's going to, they've already had it, but they're going to have more today. That's also. how people celebrated yesterday, mm-hmm. the uh, Chiefs victory. I, I went out of the house after the game, and uh, a particular car wash, uh, the line was wrapped around a half a block and out onto a busy street here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, is that how we celebrate a Chiefs going to the Super Bowl? I kind of like it. Or, or no, people, no or fireworks so or gunshots they were into the air. They're oh. like, go to the car. Damn it, the Chiefs won again. I'm going to go wash the freaking car. There was by me. I wish I was in the South Omaha Mafia and owned some of those nail salons <laughs> and car washes yeah. that they do. Because you've been making a lot of money today and tomorrow and the rest of the week. The nail salons as well? Now you got to be uh, diversified if you're in the Mafia. <laughs> I've learned that from watching shows. Yeah. Los Poyos Hermanos. Well, I don't. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just. Do you think the the, the nail salons are busy today too? After the well, sometimes victory? you have a nail salon that is a front for laundering money. Yeah, that's true. That's what I watched on TV. Doesn't I see that all the time. Breaking yeah. Bad teach anything? I watch, yeah, I watched a lot of TV shows that would tell me the same thing. I'm just curious on the traffic of nail salons after a Chiefs victory. That's all. Like, why did you buy an arcade? Never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, Nebraska wrestling earned three bonus point victories and won seven bouts overall. They're number six in the country. They defeat Wisconsin twenty-eight to nine yesterday afternoon. No, it was not a football game, though. Uh, but more on that in a minute. The win marked the Huskers' fourth straight conference victories. They improved to nine and one overall, four and one in the Big Ten. Badgers fall to six and four on the season. They're winless in conference play, but in the last match of the day, and with the overall win secured for the Huskers, Nash Huntmacher faced Gannon Rosenfeld at heavyweight. After a lot of action in the opening two rounds, Huntmacher led thirteen to eleven with two minutes remaining. He then held steady, put him through a table and chair, and secured the nineteen four win in a steel cage match for his first Big Ten dual victory. Up next, the Huskers return to host Illinois Sunday. Action will be streamed on the Big Ten Plus. Crane Women's Basketball holds Seton Hall scoreless for more than eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Line on defense, they win fifty-seven to forty-nine. That's their sixth straight win. They're 16-3, and three, and they're alone in second place in the Big East at 7-2. and two. They host Marquette Wednesday night at 6. Omaha ends January with a commanding, this men's basketball, commanding victory on Saturday when they win at Denver 91-72. to 72. And as Gary said, it was not that close. It had become just a second team this season to beat Denver at home. Omaha ends a three-game losing streak, improved to 11-12 on the season. They return to 500 in the Summit at 4-4. Four and four. The Mavs have now matched their conference win total from last season with nine games left to play. They return home, begin the final month of the regular season Thursday when they host the Tommies of St. Thomas at 7 p.m. Meanwhile, Omaha women's basketball breaks their 10-game losing streak as they come back to beat Denver 80-77. to They were down in the fourth quarter. They improved to 5-16 and overall, pick up the first conference win. They're now 1-7, and and they'll be at St. Thomas Thursday at 7. A four-point road weekend with a shootout victory over number 15 St. Cloud State for Omaha Hockey. Good weekend. They secured the extra NCHC point by defeating the Huskies in a shootout. They host Minnesota Duluth this Friday and Saturday. They're all big now. Hey, you know, 
so we we talked. Uh, it was a week ago today. It was off that uh, sweep at Denver. We talked mm-hmm. about Omaha hockey on the air, and you know we don't frequently talk about Omaha hockey. Um, it just is in the sports talk world. It's not something that moves the meter. But we are both involved, so we like talking about it. We know the the people that are involved. Good for them. That was a good bounce back. Yeah, going up to St. Cloud and getting four of the six points. They won an absolute bonkers game on Friday yeah. night, seven to six. <laughs> Thirteen goals where you couldn't game. keep up. It's almost like you're, you're the PA announcer. You know, you get ready to announce one goal, and the next goal happens yes. while you're announcing yeah. that goal. Yep. Yeah. Then to come back and and take it to the shootout and win. Here, here's the one weird thing about this season, and they still have a lot of work to do. And you the know, amount of overtime or, wins. Or, I, I let this. I'm gonna let the season play out. I mean, I have my opinions, but they've. You know, like this isn't this is just oh phew we made it now we're we're going to be fine because the grind in the NCHC yeah. is real. It is wild that they haven't won a regulate a game in regulation since November. Yeah, since they won in wow. Denver that game that got rescheduled to Sunday. Yep, that was the last time they won a game in regulation. Yeah, they won I, they won six or seven shootouts or in games that have been decided in overtime. That's wild. Yeah, don't get them in overtime. It, it was funny too going into the weekend. St. Cloud State had been in like. I think five overtime yeah. games as well. So it, it was it was kind of funny going in. It probably wasn't even a hot take at all, but I'm going to assume one of these games is going to be decided in overtime and the fact that you get both of them there too. Good thing for them, and we've talked, we talked about this on Monday, They with the guys that returned from last year that could have moved on, guys that could kind of provide a little offensive punch, at least you saw that on Friday. So you kind of were able to do it in two different ways because Simon Lacozzi kind of been struggling coming off of that weekend from Denver uh, between the net or between the pipes. And then Saturday night was a little bit more of kind of what they've been where it's more defensive driven, than you, you, but you get solid goaltending play as well. It just the way that they were able to kind of play both Friday and Saturday kind of shown a different style because now you have Duluth if you're trying to move your way up because right now the goal has to be it's – you're not winning the regular season, obviously. That's that ship has sailed. But if you could still try to possibly get home ice in that number four spot, that's still a long ways. Duluth now is, I think, within four points of Omaha, and you got them this weekend. So, uh, you know, you you best you have, of crowd. You have to figure. I mean, I hate to say this, but you have to figure out ways to get sweeps against teams like that right now because Duluth is is definitely down from what they've been in the past. Hmm. Uh, finally. Iowa State coach T.J. Otzelberger said Saturday that the program did not have anyone monitoring Kansas State's huddle during a 78-67 victory over the Wildcats last Wednesday night at Hilton. T.J. and K-State coach Jerome Tang had a pair of intense discussions during the Cyclones' win, including during the handshake line after the game. According to a story in the Wichita Eagle, hey, I know the writer, Tang and his staff thought Iowa State had team managers or other representatives in the stands, Behind K-State's bench with the intent of stealing signs, the story cited, cited anonymous sources. Uh, the writer did say Houston is legit for an environment because that's where he got to go on Saturday and watch that team. Uh, reading from a prepared statement after Saturday's 79-75 victory over Kansas, TJ denied the accusations. Uh, so Tang's had an interesting year well, so far. He's had season. an interesting week. Yeah. So he has that thing at Iowa State, and then he got after the officials at Houston when they got blown out. He owes Iowa State an apology. For what he he said and the drama that has been created, I mean, Farmageddon basketball, mm-hmm. the beef is real. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mess with TJ. Now, I think Tank can hold his own. I think he's a scrapper. Mm. TJ doesn't miss but, arm, arms but, day. But to make to make that allegation, and I don't know if 
the Big 12 looks into like, it or not. You better have some proof. But he owes, he owes some people some apologies. But I love what the Iowa State student section did with KU there. Is the first time out for KU, every student, and put it on your bucket list, go to a game at Hilton Coliseum. Yep. Hilton Magic. Okay, It is real. And this year, even more so, they're, they're a sneaky team. I mean, TJ's... TJ's got them playing really, really well. They hit, what, 14 threes in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Look like you know, Fred's King, old team. King abused Dickinson. That was a, te- that was a terrible matchup uh, for Dickinson. But Iowa State is legit, and especially in that building. I mean, they they it's raucous. To appreciate Hilton as an Iowa State fan, I think you got to go somewhere else, and then you come back home and you go, wow. Yeah. Um, but the student section is great, is great at Iowa State. Doesn't matter if they're playing Wisconsin Parkside or or they're playing KU. They show up. KU's first time out on Saturday, every student pulled out their phone and was pointing it towards the KU <laughs> yeah, huddle. Nice. I thought, all right, all right, good on yeah, you. You're not going to shy away and, from and that. And you're spot on. That was a statement game for Iowa State. And yeah. and we might... National TV, too. We so. might say goodbye to KU in Omaha and welcome in Iowa State. Hey, this was uh, also They'll the, be here. the Iowa State uh, preparation that they felt very confident they were going to beat Kansas. I this is one of the more notable things that I saw after the game. Mm-hmm. They had every mm-hmm. security member lined along the handshake line as the court stormer, which was kind of it was just it was sort of the deliberate. It kind of they kind of eased out there. I think they figured like they probably looked at each other like, should we? Yeah, okay, why not? And they kind of eased out there. But as they kind of finally made their way out on the floor, there was like a a wall of security guards between the scores table and where the where the players were going. So they had a nice little tunnel there. They were, as I, I think the Big Ten would have been very appreciative of how they handled that. You're, done you're not going to have any type of collisions with fans or anything. So there they won't be any prepared. hot takes on court storming? There shouldn't be There shouldn't be in the Big 12. They they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They they were they were not about to get that public reprimand. I'm Thanks. with you, Gary, though. Hilton was my favorite to call a game. I always said if you take out your home arena, because obviously that's cheating, uh, anywhere in the league to go, that was the place to go, and that's yeah. why. Because they show up for women's basketball. They get twelve, thirteen thousand 13000 for that, so... For a men's game, if you've never been there, go take in a game, been especially there a big, big Monday. Game. Yeah. I, I think we're uh, I think we're going to welcome some Iowa State fans here in uh, March. Yeah, take some bush light yeah. with you and make friends. So I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if the Big Twelve is going to look into Jerome Tang's allegations. Uh, they did not treat a manager very well. I know that got TJ rifled up. Good on him, man. Managers and director of basketball operations make the world go round mm-hmm. in basketball. Telling it, they're. They are, that as a radio guy, truth. those people are golden to you. Yep. You treat them with the respect that they deserve because they work there and yep. you know what off. Those off. So he, and so they, they take care of so you. they dog custom manager who is mopping the floor, and I think that's one of the things that got TJ riled up. Yeah. But I don't know if the Big 12 looks into that. Here's the other thing, because I, like uh, I would like some looking in and some accountability and some truth serum about certain things. Do you think... That the decibel meter that's shown on the scoreboard is accurate. Nope. nope. So I, I know for a fact it's not. Credit it's not. to Baltimore. It's kind of funny. Yeah. They have that gigantic in the end zone. Oh, they the have video, that gigantic yeah, video board, kind of like they do at Philadelphia at the yeah. link. And it says, "Do what it say? Do what the visiting team yeah, it says, want uh, you to do." Yeah, vi- visitors are asking for quiet. Uh, act Please accordingly. respond. Yeah. yeah. Re- Please so, act accordingly. So they would show the decibel level. Yeah. Now they do it at Arrowhead, and I always. So-and-so can't hear you. Yeah, I always kind of scoff. Fog at, Allen at, does it as well. At Arrowhead. And I'm like, wait a minute. And that one's fake. That little meter that they show, if I yell loud, is it going to make a move? I want to know if there's any accountability for the decibel meter. Nope. I think they, they feel like it's going to be legit, 
when they when it kind of lowers every now and then because it's not just going higher and higher and higher and higher because then you'd be like okay well that's not true so the fact that it actually goes from like 118 to 110 to 104 to 123 like as long as it's like fluctuating i think they feel like well, it's hey, like the no- noise looks meter. real the spurs used yeah. to have a noise meter and it never oh, yeah. had a number yeah. but it would always coincidentally at the end of the timeout explode we all say, know we yeah. all know the, we all know the, we all know the graphic we've been to some sleepy venues where all of a sudden as it's getting quieter somehow it it just completely was ascending you're like mm, yeah. How is no it loud? now if you have the actual thing yeah the thing yeah, yeah the, i believe in that but on the scoreboard mm. yeah yeah if you want a screenshot like holding the actual decibel meter like the handheld device it screenshot that and send that i'll, I'll buy that number. and they like, do have one yeah. in allen field yeah, like, i've hey, seen is that there, is there a guy that i think is in, the, has uh, it too. is in the game ops that is moving the slider up and down yeah like they're making the meter go up oh I, absolutely they are now that's, if, what, that's the job i want when i retire to make people happy yeah and make people scream because that's really been my whole goal as, in life is to make people scream because you see as it gets up there it encourages people to get even louder hey, mentality monday <laughs> these endorsements just right by, by the way so the this so the, about, the, the chiefs have you got an issue no no, no i'm good we're all friends. That's good for you. Hey, hey. 45. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm halfway to 90, all right? So. Nick Hanley here hey, for you eternal youth. That's, hey. that's, that's a victory. It's just a number. It is just a number. It's how you feel. De Niro's a father at 80. That is true. Yeah. There are days I feel that, 80. That is, that is very now, true. Now, you got to have, yeah, yeah, you know, two people got to play the game. I just want to preface that. That's in also case very kids true. are wondering. That is also very true. No, the, uh, I want to willingly play the game. When the Chiefs did the, like, the Guinness Book of uh, World Records for, like, loudest decibel reading. I remember they actually had the meter, the handheld meter, because yeah, you yeah. couldn't go off of like, well, the scoreboard graphic is showing that. So there's got to be like legitimate documentation. Because I, I, uh, in Kansas I, City, they don't mess around with that. They, they, that is yeah. legit. But even like the scoreboard one is okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it wouldn't shock me if that is the one thing that triggers them. You can say anything about the team, eh, whatever. It's but if you say anything about Seattle, it's yeah. Oh, okay. but if we say they like, don't the, cheat. if we say the decibel thing is fake and at Arrowhead, people Chiefs fans will get pissed. Well, yeah. oh. but but. It's kind of, and on, it's the score, on the scoreboard. The meter is. That's what I mean. The scoreboard. But they actually one. have had the real mm-hmm. thing that is yeah. the loudest stadium in the world. Yes. Uh, so I'm reminded of this by texter Rachel, uh, who was with me at the KU UConn game. She was wearing an Apple Watch, and her Apple Watch actually went off too with a loud. warning that it was too loud. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I forgot oh. about that. That's happened to Amy before too. So. Hey, at what point yeah. were our well? I can you guys because I'm not an Apple an guy. Apple Watch. When will Apple watches have decibel meters of their own? Where you can just go to go to the the app and just. Well, they had the headset they commercial last so, night. So they do like, you know, they'll they'll tell you if your like iPods are too loud. Yeah. So they they it's don't they don't want it to be loud. They're protecting you. They say warning, warning, yeah. warning. All right. Uh, still ahead, Tim Kruger's gonna stop in. Uh, our bracketologist. Seven weeks out. Mm-hmm. He tweets he's pumped to be back on with you guys. He's coming in studio. Even better. How about that? Uh, he'll be in at uh, eight. Off a day where, off a weekend where uh, Creighton flipped the script in the second half and Nebraska played right into the script of playing on the road. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Um, they didn't have time to hope Saturday. Oh, yeah, he did. The first three minutes it was 12 to 2. They, we went back to succession. They, they, <laughs> they got, I, they got punked. They got, they, they got welcome to the real world. Um, when you don't have a ton of athleticism on gee day, do. Yeah. Uh, uh, plus uh, the so another narrative of the day after the championship games is legacy. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, 
uh, Lamar Jackson, Dan Campbell. Yep. Uh, Tony Romo would like to talk about legacy as well. Uh, we want legacy talk at 725. You got it. You got it. You like that. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy on 1620 The Zone.